0: Sorry, um, uh, that's not romantic, that's actually, Spanish is a Romance language.
1: On today's episode of At Least I Tried, I have someone very special. My aunt, Preeti Vemu. She's the one who got me my first camera and got me into this whole new world of photography, understanding aesthetics, and being able to learn from every small adventure. My aunt Preeti is into so many different things from reading, to hiking, to photography, to traveling. So I think it's best if I let her introduce herself.
0: Hello everyone, Um, I'm Preeti, I'm Ananya's aunt. Like Ananya said, I'm a photographer and amateur one. I work at a software firm uh, doing something I really love. Um, I use cooking as a stress reliever. I listen to podcasts when I'm cooking. That doesn't mean that i'm a great cook by the way i just make edible stuff and um, i talk to my bamboos and other indoor plants uh, threatening them with dire consequences if they die on me Um, i'm a weekend hiker i am fluent in five languages and i'm working on my sixth one and like many 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 of us i like to travel um, anywhere and everywhere but, you know, I'm still a homebody. There are some of us like that. Yes.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Five languages. I didn't know that. And which is the sixth one?
0: Um, we picked up the sixth language, uh, uh, which is Spanish. Um, the other five are um, Canada and Tulu, Tudu is my mother tongue. You know that. Uh, Telugu because I grew up in um, Andhra Pradesh the small town called um, karnol which is like 3 hours away from hyderabad then there's obviously english and hindi i'm quite fluent in all of these and um spanish uh, we picked up uh, you know my husband and i we started learning spanish like 3 months ago after we finished our uh, costa rica trip um and i wanted to be able to order my own vegetarian food in a spanish restaurant without depending on the google translator app and there was this whole thing about you know we were going to travel to uh, a few other places in south america later this year in 2020 before all of our plans went kaput um so uh, we we said you know why don't we just start learning spanish there's this new language i am quite good at languages so i wanted to try my hand at uh, one more language after my french 101 which i gave up after 101
1: oh okay okay that makes sense so you being such an outdoor person, loving to explore new places, you love going hiking, you love trekking, you love trying your hand at almost anything outdoors. How are you coping with the current pandemic and you know being forced to stay indoors? Like, it might be a huge transition for you.
0: Um, to be honest, uh, yes, I do miss the outdoors uh, where we are in. I'm living in Seattle right now. Um, we have uh, the stay indoors. Um, um, uh, mandate on us uh, but the parks are all open so uh, when we had the mandate first we started i mean we continued hiking because this is that was early spring and then we had to start hiking uh, to get back in shape after the all the hibernation we did uh, in winter um, because i have a few uh, summer hiking goals there is this 22 mile hike that i want to finish um, so we started hiking to get back in shape and uh, when we started uh, looking at the people on the hike on the trails without any um, masks etc i got scared so basically yes i mean i've, I've not been hiking for the past uh, three months and um, it is hard that's the one thing I really 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 uh, uh, miss about uh, you know about this pandemic but then um, you know I mean this is really one of the smaller uh, things I think what's been helping us is the fact that I have been able to do my full-time job so my weekends um, are the only ones that I have to worry about then I think I read I've been watching way too much tv so um, yeah I'm missing the outdoors but I'm making do about it. Like the rest of us. The sun, uh, Seattle sun, I don't know if you've heard about it. We hardly ever get the sun. So when the sun is out in Seattle, all of us are out on the parks, um, you know, lazing out in our uh, uh, tents and hammocks, etc. So that's something um, we've been doing. Uh, whenever the sun is out, even if it is in the middle of a weekday, I take a couple of hours uh, couple hours off and then we go to a nearby park and then I set up my hammock and read on it. So that is what I've been doing to uh, cope with my desire to be outdoors.
1: Oh. Oh man, I guess we all have our different ways of coping with things. But you also mentioned that this year, you were planning to explore South America, which you know what, just to give our listeners a little bit of context, would you like to share a few instances of your travels and how and how you go about the entire thing? Do you go to the touristy places or do you, do you make your own itinerary or how do you go about it so that we understand what kind of a traveler you are?
0: so um this is something i believe in i think most of us start traveling way before we actually make the trip it's all in the in the, the fun is in planning i've actually planned trips even booked tickets and canceled them because i just wanted the joy of um of having to travel i mean there's this entire uh, copenhagen trip that i planned i can talk about it at, an, at another time so yes yeah, so for for me traveling um starts um uh, with planning so i i have this i'm i'm a structured person so i have this entire uh, OneNote where i have all the places that i would like to go to and then every time i come across something somebody has mentioned um uh, uh, over their travels i just look it up and then i add it to the list so that's how i keep building a list of places that i would like to go to in a in a given country so there's that list to start with and and then um it depends so um i i make my own itinerary mostly um but then sometimes i'm too, i'm just too lazy so there have been uh, trips where i've hired agents to go do the tra- uh, you know planning for me i would just give them a list of places that i would like to uh, visit in a given um, in a given uh, country and then they'll come back and then uh, do the entire planning for me costa rica was one such um, uh, trip i we knew exactly where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do so um, i just told the agent to just line up everything for me um then it also depends on you know the language spoken in that particular um, uh, country so um, before we started being familiar with spanish i was very um, apprehensive about being in a country where um, I thought nobody spoke English when I mean that's a mistake on my side but then only after we um, only after we went to Peru uh, we realized that oh my god everybody there speaks English just the way we do and otherwise you can still communicate with them in the you know minimum um, um, languages uh, sorry the words in Spanish that you can um, come up with so yes that was a learning so uh, but in general the trip uh, planning how i do is um see how comfortable i am so if it's someplace in europe i mean i have planned everything myself because um i think maybe it's a familiarity because i've been to europe a couple times now uh um, and i know how the train systems work and how um, you know how uh there's the central uh, train uh, station and then you pick up your uh, commute trains from there etc so i know how it works so i'm not worried about it even then europe is a great learning to us, and every country in europe Europe has its own uh, format of uh, um, um, train systems, etc. I mean, when we did the Central Ameri- Central European, uh, Central Europe trip with a friend, I mean, we were amazed at how much we were learning every five days when we were changing the country. So, uh, um, in a nutshell, yes, it depends on the place that we are going to and uh, uh, what do I want to do there. And um, as for the touristy places or not, actually, it, that depends too. Like when we uh, went to Peru, Peru was in 2019, August, I think. I mean, I had been planning a trip to Peru since before Windows Vista launched. I mean, I don't know why that's a landmark, but I just remembered that I've been wanting to go to Peru since then. Uh, so I just knew where. All, what, what are all the places I wanted to go to. Um, so obviously, uh, Machu Picchu was one of those places. Um, but as uh, as time passed from the time I actually planned the trip, all those zillion years ago um we i became a hiker so um i also wanted to do the inca trail so i did not know where to get started with that so i had to hire an agent for that to go help me with the permissions and um, you know to get me a guide because you can only hike the trail with a guide uh, so we wanted to do the tra- uh, hike um, so i i had an agent then uh, there was this uh, Uh, beautiful uh, train trip that you do uh, from Cusco to uh, Puno which is uh, listed among one of the most beautiful train journeys in the world so again I gathered this information somewhere along the years and um, absolutely had to take the peru rail uh, train so that was one thing that we did I don't know if it was really the most touristy thing to do because there were only 35 people on that entire train and it's like this super luxurious amazing train with just a small group of people traveling together having good conversations for the entire uh, I think it's a 12 hour train journey Um so it was not really touristy touristy but it was really one of those things that um, uh, one of those fun things um, so it's a good mix of uh, um, both touristy and stuff that we want to do
1: so would you consider language to be a critical criteria for you to understand or be able to communicate with before you travel to a specific country oh yes um definitely i think um speaking the local language
0: uh, changes the experience of travel um, completely there's there's no doubt about it uh, but then uh, let's be real about it i mean there's there's no way we can speak i there's no way i could ever speak czech or um chinese i don't think i could ever learn enough chinese i think i just know one phrase uh just that says uh, thank you um uh, which i think i've forgotten already but the point is y- yes n- not all of us can uh, learn all those languages so i rely really heavily on uh, the google translate app especially i have this uh, one set of instructions written mm, for my food uh, uh choices and what i what i can eat what i cannot eat and ever since i've done that i've only eaten good food and then i've also noticed that uh, you know like i said before if you speak even as even one phrase um in the local language to the people around there uh the attitude that uh, uh local folks they have towards the tourists i mean i have noticed it immediately dissipate and then they're all over the place wanting to help you they're smiling it changes the experience completely so learning the language that you're going to always um, uh, is, is awesome but um, as far as
1: it's possible yeah everything you just spoke about sounds like a pro traveler talking about her experiences but for me i still You know, being a solo traveler is something I don't have the courage to do yet. And maybe it's because of my unfamiliarity with new cultures, new systems, new rules, laws, regulations. So how would you suggest for me as a beginner to learn or understand these rules?
0: yeah solo traveling is is one of those um it's, it's really a nice cool thing to do um you learn a lot about yourself when you're uh, traveling by yourself and um, there's obviously a lot more learning you get to do about the place when you're traveling but it comes with this large um um, um you know uh, b- caveat that you need to be really careful about it especially because you know the kind of horror stories that's, that we just read about in 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 the news and what happens to women etc but um uh, uh, in my experience, I have traveled solo um, uh, to a couple places. Then um, there are there are like one or two trips that I had completely planned, like the Copenhagen trip I was talking about, which was supposed to be only by myself, me going and then exploring um, uh, Copenhagen and then seeing uh, Hans Christian Andersen's mermaid statue, etc. Which I did not go on, by the way. I never went to Copenhagen after I canceled that trip uh, because I was, I think, at the last minute I I hesitated. So it is a huge. Uh, uh, it's in the mind that we need to uh, overcome, like like this. I mean, the first time I did uh, solo travel, uh, I went by myself. was uh, was to London. Uh, I think it was around my thirtieth birthday, or like a month after it. I was I was I happened to be. Uh, I knew I was going to be in uh, Heathrow Airport, so I said, you know, let me just take a few days break in Heathrow Airport, um, uh, break my journey, and then I took like I think four days. Four days is nearly not enough to see London, but then, um, I had only four days, so I went around uh, doing my own thing in. London, I mean, I, I did all the uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes stuff, Harry Potter stuff, uh, um, went to all those um, touristy places, etc. I mean, I discovered what I like, what I don't like uh, on that uh, solo trip. Um, but then, um, you know, like, I mean, it's it's a huge thing in the mind that I had to overcome and then say, oh, my God, there are these questions you have in your mind. What will I do if I get bored? Uh, what will I uh, will I not look weird if I'm walking by myself? Will I be weird if I'm eating by myself? Um, to be honest, you know, I mean, all of us have those um, uh, questions. I think we just have to, um, you know, it's OK uh, nobody has the time to actually uh, look at us when we are eating by ourselves or when we are walking by ourselves and most of these places are touristy places though so there are going to be a ton of solo tourists doing their own thing so we are just going to be one among them so it's it's going to be a good mix of being careful about traveling uh, by yourself and uh, mustering up the courage to do things that your mind is asking you not to do um but you know you've already planned for them and you want to do that so I, I don't know if i've really answered your question uh, ananya i'm i'm sorry but uh, it it's it's complicated <laughs> and yet not really too complicated i think i don't know
1: no 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 you've totally answered my question but as far as i remember you've you've told me that you got yourself lost in thailand while traveling and i would love for you to share that story <laughs> Well, that, was that actually, that stands to be funny every time I tell
0: that uh, story. I have gotten lost in almost every place I've been to. It's, it's, I think, um, I used to think I'm just super, uh, dumb with directions. Actually, that's not the case. I'm actually really good at reading maps and everything. Um, uh, as I've again learned about myself over the years. It's, I think I just, I'm too, um, um Exploring, exploratory. I, 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 just go about uh, into any street and any street without thinking where that might lead. And I used to do that a lot more when I was younger. So yes, um, <laughs> there's a, there was that story where I got lost in um, Bangkok, and I, I don't know where I ended up in front of uh, another random street, and um, there's this uh, tuk tuk driver who, um, who dragged me. I mean, literally, he held my wrist and then he dragged me. He made me sit in the tuk tuk, and then he said, uh, I don't remember what he said. I just remember him giving me a price and i i i don't know what what was on me i mean i thought it was it he was going to take me to my hotel i think so i like a dumb person i sat in the tuk-tuk and then he took me to a few touristy places later i figure out that um uh, that's the thing that tuk-tuk drivers do i mean they actually give you a list of four or five places and then they quote a price and then you you pay them and then they take you to those places um again this was a result of absolutely no reading up and no preparation before a trip so and i go, and i think on one of those um uh, one of those touristy places, I ended up bumping into a Belgian uh, traveler and he told me that this uh, this was supremely unsafe of me to be uh, going with a tuk-tuk driver like that and that's when fear hit. Um, well, uh, to cut that story, I obviously reached my hotel uh, safe. There has been no untoward incident after that. But then I think I even got lost in um, Hong Kong. We lived in Hong Kong. I should have been more familiar with Hong Kong by that time. But then... um. I got lost I think I, lo- I got lost so many times I would get down in the wrong station I'd go out of the wrong exit and then I would come back and then I'd be like completely lost and then it was yeah I mean I have a lot more funny stories about me getting lost in places where I'm not supposed to be in the first place and as uh, you know as time passed and I've continued getting lost I've actually started framing this in a different way you know I'm not getting lost I'm actually exploring the place like uh, there's this one incident my friend and I we were in uh, Vienna we had no plans for the day that was that was an entire trip it was this super fun trip that we did we we just knew which cities we were going to be in we had no plans for what we were going to do in any of those cities so yes i mean we found ourselves in vienna for about four days five days i think yeah so one day i mean we had no plans what to do we got up in the morning and we said let's just do this so we took this uh tram because we had not taken a tram on our trip um, in vienna till then so we took a tram from one end of the town to another end of the town we wanted to go um I read up that morning that there was this beautiful cemetery. So we wanted to go to that cemetery. Um, uh, but I think we got lost on the way. Then we told ourselves, you know what? We're having fun. We're not getting lost. As long as we can find our way back to the cemetery, we have, uh, we're good. So we should have reached the cemetery at 10 a.m. I think we reached there by like what 1 p.m. And uh, we walked around the place and then we got back. So that was one other um, a story. And on the same um, uh, trip with the same friend, uh, we were to get to this uh, beautiful uh, town called um, uh, Drumstrang. I forget the name of the town, but it was in this place called Krems in the Wachau uh, uh, Valley, uh, which is this UNESCO heritage site with great uh, uh, wineries, etc. We don't even drink uh, wine. I mean, I don't drink wine. She likes uh, wine. But we, uh, we... Uh, wanted to see what that place was about we were to reach that place by i think again 12 p.m because we got lost we took the wrong uh, train then we stood in the wrong bus stop in the right bus stand and we uh, took uh, we ended up waiting for uh, two buses only to realize that we were in the wrong uh, um, you know stop and eventually we reached that place at 5 p.m when all the wineries were about to close we had fun we walked around uh, uh, the town we
1: walked by the danube and you know but it still stands that we got lost so yeah Wow, that sounds like a hell of a trip, but which got me thinking, would you rather prefer having or cherishing memories that, you know, got you to unexpected places or spontaneous trips rather than the planned structured ones you usually do?
0: Yes, yes. Any day, it's this unplanned uh, moments that, that are more fun than the planned ones. Actually, to be honest, even when, when, you, when I plan a trip, uh, I only plan the um uh the days that we are going to be in a place i mean i am not an a spontaneous traveler wherein i don't even know where i'm staying in the night no that that has never happened i always know where i'm staying the night so i know when i'm planning the trip that i'm going to be in a place for like say three nights that's the only thing that i plan and um and what i'm doing unless it is say if you're in amsterdam and you want to visit van Gogh museum you need to book uh book tickets in advance or you want to go to Anne Frank house you need to book uh uh, the tickets in advance so unless it's something like that um um uh, I, I don't plan for you know what I'm doing during the day so it's just you know uh, getting up in the morning and then figuring out what am I in mood for um, and just uh, uh, you know if you're if I'm traveling with a group then as a group we discuss the night before you know what do we want to do tomorrow let's just have a large outline of what we are doing and after that it just flows we don't uh, plan you know I'm at 1 p.m. I'm supposed to be here I'm going to eat lunch at here you know, it's never going to be uh, that planned uh, with us because um, I also have commitment phobia I cannot commit to anything so well in advance, uh, especially you know, if I can't even commit to uh, buying, I couldn't do this. I mean, I couldn't buy a Vango ticket uh, tickets to the Vango Museum like even a week in advance because i didn't know what i was going to be doing that day i actually looked up the night before and uh, luckily we found tickets uh, for the day next day at like what 4 p.m or whatever i mean there was a time slot so we made it for that that's that's how um how much i don't like to plan things in advance um and yet i am still a structured person who likes to know where she's sleeping the night so it's it's a mixture of both of those But it's always always fun when stuff just happens uh, and you've not planned for it
1: well i guess that's something i need to take note of because when i think of visiting a place i always imagine how i'm going to get done with you know seeing the maximum amount of places before i leave because i don't want to miss out you know the fear of fomo the fear of missing out kicks in so
0: FOMO is something that we all um, have I mean that's true uh, as as cool as it sounds when I tell you that you know I don't really plan for things there is this um, you you know that you're not going to be able to do everything so what I have done uh, over the years is um, get okay with the fact that I am not going to be able to do 100% of the things that one is supposed to be doing in a given city or a place that's just the truth of it I mean we, we are going to have to prioritize and then do things that uh, we have to do so um uh Uh, The the one way I have come to cope with that FOMO um, very early on is be super aware that I am going to go back to that place again. It's not like you're never going to visit that place again, right? I mean, you are. And and the next time you visit, you will still have fun things to see and then do. So um, when we were this, I think I remember uh, feeling this the strongest when I was planning for uh, Greece. Greece has 6,000 islands. And Every island, I mean, the pictures I was looking at, everything, everything was beautiful. Where was I going to go? What was I going to prioritize on that trip? It was all, um, you know... I I was overwhelmed when I was planning for it because there were these nature-related places I wanted to go on. It was actually a hiking holiday. So we were going to do a bunch of hikes, like five hikes in 15 days or something. And then um, all those ruins, I was just getting to realize that I love historic uh, places then. So there were these ruins that I wanted to see. Which was I going to go see? And I mean, what were all the things that I was going to check off? So I knew even then that, you know, I was never going to uh, uh, 100% see all of Greece. So Greece is definitely on my list of places that I want to go back again because in Athens itself I had not completed all the ruins because I was busy walking and then I was busy sitting and then having a drink um, in in a coffee place so that's how I battle uh, with my FOMO Uh, I tell myself that I'm going to go back to that place uh, one more time so I am still going to be uh, you know I I keep the door open for myself in that place um, again and um, I remember this Prague. I mean, Prague was one of the places that uh, I visited with a friend. It was in summer. It was uh, touristy. There are a lot of people then. It was it was beautiful. And we had a lot of fun on the trip. But I kind of felt that there were a lot more things in Prague that I had not uh, seen. Um, uh, and so um, when I think one winter, uh, I was actually browsing online and then i saw uh, super cheap tickets like supremely cheap cheap tickets from uh, seattle to um, amsterdam i immediately booked them and uh, it was in the middle of winter and so it was my husband and i we went to prague we stayed there for four days Um, this was my second time in prague um, and we did a ton of different things in Prague this time and um, not all touristy things You, with my husband you can't really plan a lot of touristy things he doesn't like to be among um, crowds etc so um, it was not crowded in winter and it was beautiful so I kind of felt that you know um, these were the things that I did not do in Prague the first time around and I still had fun when I went to Prague the second time and I know that I'm I'm going to go back to Prague one more time because it's just a gorgeous place and then I'm i'm going to have more fun things to do there too so yeah i mean that's how i deal uh with uh with fomo uh, like there are so many places that i want to visit again budapest i loved budapest the first time i went there i and i know i just didn't get my heart's fill of standing by the danube and looking at the parliament it, just, it wasn't enough i need to go back there again and then i need to experience that that beauty one more time so um i just keep the door open saying that i am going to go back to budapest again i don't know when that is going to happen but i will go back
1: we all know that there are various kinds of travelers from luxury travelers to budget travelers where would you categorize yourself and where do you think one can experience the most out of a place and how would they go about budgeting or figuring out what needs to be done or not
0: oh my god we're talking budget now (laughs) so uh, let me just say this upfront. Um, I am not a budget traveler. I think I I started out being a budget traveler, but then, to be honest, I only started traveling after I got married. So there were always two incomes to uh, look for. Um, um, to, let me be honest. I am not a budget traveler. I, I you could you could tell me as a mid to luxury uh, Traveler, I really like to see places, but I also like to stay in fancy places um, I cannot book my tickets and hotels months in advance just because they're going to be uh, they're going to be cheap because like I said the whole commitment phobia, I need to plan um, things only like few days in advance um, so um all of these factors have made me uh, um realize that i'm not a budget traveler so even when i start planning for a tra- uh, for a trip i just have a ballpark of a budget um because again we all have limited money so um i start with a ballpark of a budget and then um i've almost always uh, you know um, like 10 to 20% uh, around that budget is what my expenses um, have come up to um so uh, And then I plan things in that budget. So if I'm going to uh, stay in, um, uh, say, Brussels, I I have a budget. I mean, you get rooms for uh, 50 euro a night. You also get rooms for 550 euro a night, or maybe a thousand euro a night. Obviously, um. So I figure out where uh, in this uh, uh, range, wide range, uh, we fall into, given um, the financial condition at that given point, and you know how much money I have, um, uh, etc. And uh, I just uh, go about looking for uh, stuff in that budget. And uh, there are uh, all these uh, hacks, travel hacks, and uh, you know know budget hacks that uh, internet has all of them are actually useful I mean I I can vouch that if you stay in a, um, a hostel youth hostel you will have a lot more fun than staying in your own uh, hotel uh, bed uh, you know at the end of the day uh, it, it is definitely more fun but then I've, I've gotten to realize that um, I'm at a I'm at a age where um, I think I value my privacy more than others in in with respect to staying in a youth hostel so there is that uh, that angle but then um I think for anyone wanting uh, to travel i would only recommend this i mean there's this aspect of wanting to save money there's this aspect of wanting to have fun on a travel on a trip so figure out what you want to do if it is if you want to save money then there are tons of uh, um, uh, ways to save money and there's tons of information on the internet for you to still travel and save money i mean people have done that for for since forever so there's there but if you want to uh you know if you want to prioritize having fun over saving money there are ways to do that that's actually the latter is more my uh, my style um uh, that's why we end up taking uh, like you know an extra long uh brunch in a place where we don't need to and when you're having an extra long brunch you're ordering more drinks and then you're ordering you're sitting around and then you're ordering desserts, and so easily the budget for a meal it just shoots up by just 100 percent in just one morning um so but then, I, I personally, me, I would say that I've had fun on that brunch. So there are there are those things, and um, there uh, there are tons of things that travelers, especially kids, um, uh, younger people who are traveling. I mean, you, uh, they can they can bunk together and then go on, um, take those uh, taxis or um, group travels together. It's actually, um, it's it's really more fun than doing it all by yourself. But then, um yeah I mean there is this There is uh, my husband loves to tell this story where I hired an entire boat to make me cross uh, Lake Titicaca but then I prioritized having um, having fun or wanting to save money and then I just wanted to get across to the other side of the uh, lake as soon as possible that day so yeah I mean it, it, it was my priority but um, uh, I do have to be uh, have to say this uh, that I'm completely aware I talk like a privileged person when I'm talking like this travel is not something that you you can do only if you have money travel is something that you you should and can do if you just have the desire to do that money will just uh, you can figure out the money part see but then uh, having said all that about uh, budget there's other uh, there are these other principles that i adhere to i don't buy souvenirs on trip I don't buy uh, I don't go shopping on a trip I don't buy clothes I don't uh, I absolutely don't even enter into a department store or a mall when on a trip the only stores that I go to are um, uh, you know those um, small grocery stores where you get the local uh, food and drink like if, you, if you're uh, if you I'm walking around in Cusco there are um, uh, this beautiful and um, alpaca wool and llama wool uh, stuff that's there to buy but I've never even gone into those stores I've, I've gone into those smaller grocery stores looking for peruvian Chocolate and uh, their chicha murada the drink. So I mean, you know, stuff that I can eat and consume while on the trip. In uh, is is the stuff that I buy. I I don't uh, shop anywhere. So there's the all that money I end up um, uh, saving. And um, you know, um, I'm super conscious about uh, uh, wasting money in those ways. So there's that part that I do for my share uh, to control the budget. I guess. <laughs> Uh, small correction there, um, vicuna wool and uh, alpaca wool, uh, not llama wool. vicunas are those, um, uh, super rare, uh, apparently endangered species of animals, um, in the high plains in um, Bolivia and in um, Peru and uh, they, they, Uh, harvest the wool out of those animals those stores are everywhere I mean they sell them in in Peru roll uh, rail the stuff made out of those uh, wool it's actually something they make you believe that you need to have it Uh, if you are visiting Peru why how can you not have a Vicuña coat I
1: think no 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 I totally get it like we all have our own preferences and style of traveling but for someone in the early 20s who you know don't really make a lot which countries would you suggest visiting and how would you, you know, give them tips to budget their travel or instead of budgeting, how would you help a beginner learning to travel, how to, you know, prioritize what to see and what not to see in those limited amount of days
0: when you're just uh, starting to uh, earn and um, getting and, you know, feel the desire to get out of the house. I think the places to go to the best are um, places in Asia. Um, they are actually so. Uh, they are so budget uh, friendly. Um, like Vietnam and Cambodia. I think I I went to Vietnam and Cambodia with my mom. Uh, we only went to Halong Bay and um, Angkor Wat, um, but it was such a budget uh, friendly trip. And um, of course, I am in Bali. There's so much to do in Bali, and it's entire uh, the entire place is uh, so uh, friendly for backpackers and uh, budget uh, travelers. And um, obviously, Thailand. Thailand has all this. I mean, you've been to Thailand. Thailand is such a beautiful uh, country with all those beaches etc and it's it's also budget friendly and one other continent I think which is uh, budget friendly is um, Europe if you find the right time to travel um, you know uh, and if you if you find the right country to go to Europe can be really budget friendly like you know you can um, um, there are some times when they say you don't you should not travel to Europe it's like summer summer um, I would not wish uh, summers in um, like Paris on anyone or summers in Prague on anyone it's super crowded and so everything is extremely expensive so when you're starting to travel and you're really looking for cash i think um, you know saving cash i think the best time looking up the times to travel in a given place is is a is a really good tip um the shoulder seasons i mean i always uh, travel in shoulder seasons um i i mean like i said i do not like to travel when there are too many when it's too crowded and um, i don't like um, um, you know wailing and um, uh, wailing kids in in places that are supposed to be calm etc call me call me whatever you want to that's just a preference I have so uh, so shoulder seasons shoulder seasons is a great time for uh, someone to uh, plan their trip the tickets are cheap and um, uh, and uh, all the hotels are actually you know they're just closing down for the season or they're just opening before the season so um, you get you might not get 100% of the places and things that you want to do but um, you are definitely assured to get a, a, a really good experience if you're traveling shoulder seasons and it all you know aligns to the pocket really really well and uh, using pub, uh, public transport no matter which uh, i mean this is again a principle no matter where you are traveling i genuinely believe that one should take public transport uh, only then you get the feel of the you know of the, of the place and everything but public transport is also really a good way to save money i mean you could take ubers from one place to one place of course i mean go be my guest and then do that but um, there are uh, if especially if you are in uh, europe uh, public transport is like crazy awesome i mean why would you not use public transport it's super cheap so once you uh, get your uh, day pass in in a given town uh, you in a given city you can go literally anywhere and it's it's very friendly on the pocket and um, you know even when you're going from t- between two different um, uh, towns and um, cities in europe um, there are all these amazing train systems um, there are options. I mean, you could uh, if you book some of those tickets in advance, um, you get those train tickets for really cheap. So if you have an ability to plan your travel on, you know, especially on what days you're going to do what, um, then you could actually uh, get the uh, tickets also for uh, really cheap and uh, even in asia i'm in mean, asia um these places that i mentioned in asia i have de- not really used public transport but uh all these uh, local small operators that they do that do uh, things some of these you can't really plan before you um, um land in a place like If you were to do, uh, go from one place to one place in, uh, in around Hanoi, you couldn't really do that planning when you're sitting on, you know, your desk in Hyderabad or um, Bombay. But um, once you land there, you would be able to do a lot more um, for a cheaper price like um, this this uh, experience does this, this friend shared with me i mean like i said i was planning to go to uh, galapagos uh, south america later this year galapagos was one of the places on the trip on the itinerary so i was asking this friend on what to do for galapagos uh, trip because i did, did not want to sit uh, on an eight day or a 15 day cruise i don't believe in cruises being environment friendly so, there was all that questions I had. So, she told that she actually kept her dates open. She flew into um, Ecuador, Quito, and then she flew into Galapagos Islands. And she just kept her dates open. And all she did was to shop around for the best uh, um, uh, tour friendly, you know, best budget friendly uh, option for her to take the smaller cruises so she took multiple small cruises all of which were apparently rated uh, you know uh, rated as at least four times as much as she paid for them uh, when she looked at the prices when she was in in the u.s so she ended up doing the same trip for at least four times cheaper because she kept her dates open and then you know she could just land at a place and take her uh, decision um, based on what she wanted to do um, that way so i thought that was a really uh, interesting experience she, to- she told me so um, i was going to do that too um, after uh, after this whole uh, COVID thing started, and then I was not really sure that we were going to be able to uh, fly to Galapagos. I cancelled my uh, cruise. Uh, I had booked a three-day cruise, a small cruise, uh, which was going to be slightly environmental friendly. or Whatever I mean, <laughs> I am guilty. But um, uh, I cancelled that, and then we were planning to, if we were to go ahead with the trip, that's something I was going to do. I was going to f- fly into Galapagos, keep five days open, uh, and then um, take uh, uh, you know shop around for cruises there, or um, you know uh, boats that would. Take Take us into the uh, remote islands and then um, do those uh, day trips that, that was something that i had planned to do um, because uh, one i didn't want to plan in advance and two it was going to be easier on the pocket so uh, that uh, that was a, a tip that i would have definitely implemented Another uh, tip would be to actually not fall for touristy uh, traps, you know, like um, as good as Lonely Planet and uh, these guides are, uh, they actually uh, talk about uh, these certain squares that you have to eat in. I mean, you have to like if you're in Budapest, you need to eat in front of the St. Stephan's Cathedral because it is actually a gorgeous place that uh, that square is so full of uh, restaurants and, you know, it's fun to sit out there and eat, etc. But it's actually very expensive too. Obviously, I mean, real estate is expensive and those places are expensive. So if uh, a budget-friendly traveler could could choose to not eat that and um, uh, you could eat, there are always... um, places which serve great food which are not in these locations and we just need to look around a bit and then after walking around like a day or two in a given place you would find out what where all the cheap uh, food and uh, activities are and you could do it so my large tip here would be you know if 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 somebody is a budget friendly traveler don't fix your dates that you want to do x on x if you are flexible and open um, you could do things for a lot a um, lot cheaper yeah for anyone uh, wanting to, you know, uh, start uh, traveling or something, here is, here is a big tip. I mean, I wish I knew this before uh, when I started off. Figure out, uh, uh, you know, what do you want to do on that travel? For most of us, we are still learning. So we, we we don't know what kind of a traveler we are. I mean, we don't know what our choices are. So just ask yourselves um, a bit. I mean, do I want to be uh, spending time um, in a touristy place or do I want to just experience the local culture? I mean, there's nothing wrong with either of the
1: options. To get a summary of your travel experiences so far, let's have a quick Q&A with uh, just you know one line answers and it's more like a rapid fire but not really one so the first question is one of the most obvious ones which was your highlight or which was your most favorite country to travel to so far
0: oh this is an easy one i almost always say greece but um, after after uh, bolivia i will say it is um, the high plains of bolivia too so sorry it's two answers
1: a little controversial one who is your favorite travel buddy
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is That is actually, uh, you know what, it's not really too controversial, I mean, I think I loved traveling with my mom she was the best travel buddy Uh, she was willing to come with me anywhere she was willing to eat whatever I put in front of her completely trusting me that I was going to feed her only vegetarian food which I did by the way and um, she was fun I mean I could talk to her about everything and then she enjoyed those uh, heritage places as much as I do so yeah my mom was was a really fun uh, travel buddy but then
1: um, yeah (laughs) oh that was an unexpected one so your next question is If you had to change one thing about a specific trip, what and which one would it be? This is, again, an easy one. I have known for years now, it's been 14 years
0: since I visited uh, Thailand. I have known for for all these years that I did not do Thailand right. So uh, I was not um, smart enough. I did not read up enough. I did not know what all to be doing in that place. And I let uh, uh, my experience of Thailand be defined by uh, stuff around me happening uh, stuff. But then um, that was not the right way to experience that country. So, um, yes, I... uh, if I can change it, which I will, is
1: it's Thailand. I mean, I'm definitely going to go back to Thailand and do it right again. And if there's one place you regret not visiting till now, which one is that? This is hard. I mean, I mean there's still
0: time, right? I don't really regret uh, not visiting any place because I know if I'm regretting, if I'm feeling about something so badly, I'm definitely going to go back there again. So um, there's no one place like this.
1: Yeah. So in every episode, I usually have this one segment where I ask, the person i'm talking to to share a memory of me but since you've literally seen me grow up from the past 21 years i am very curious to know which memory that would be yes this is
0: hard too i mean i i have told this to you many times before one of the most beautiful moments of my life is the moment that i held you in my hands i mean that is my most favorite picture there's there's a picture that uh, of that moment you've seen that so uh that is one of the most beautiful moments of my life, and that is actually exact moment when I realized that I don't really dislike kids. I mean, I like kids, and you were the first child that I actually fall fell in love with. So there's that, and uh, you know, um, there's this uh, Amazon Fire TV keeps popping up all these pictures uh, from the uh, library, and every time a picture of yours comes up, I remember, um, uh. Uh, the time that I shot it and there are not too many pictures, by the way. But then every time a picture of yours comes up and then I go, hey, that's Annie. And uh, if my husband is around him, oh, she's such a cute baby. So, yeah, Annie, uh, every moment um, uh, that I've been around you, I think I've just enjoyed it. Sorry, this is so corny.
1: Oh, this is so wholesome. Thank you so much for sharing this. This means so much that I changed your perception about about kids in general. I think I took one for the team.
0: <laughs> one for the team but yeah i mean i have i i think was i what 19 when i held you first so um uh ever since i realized that i don't in general uh dislike kids i dislike kids who are wailing who are not managed well etc but let's not talk about me and uh, my opinion of uh, well-parented kids so yeah
1: i know the list is way too long to answer but uh, I would. I'm very curious to know how many countries and which are these countries you visited till now.
0: <laughs> no, the list is not too way too to, to uh, answer. Actually, I mean. It just looks like that, uh, but uh, trust me, I am friends with people who've traveled to at least twice the number of places that I've been to, and it's not about the number and all that stuff. Done, but uh, let me tell you, um, I think I visited uh, Bank was it Thailand? Yeah, Thailand for the first time was the first ever place I visited. Then we lived in Hong Kong, and then uh, when in Hong Kong, I visited Macau. Uh, obviously uh united states um uh, i visited united states uh, on work and um canada because i now live here and then um, um and um there's this united kingdom i mean i only went to london but you can count uh england as one of those countries there's the central european trip so we did czech slovakia austria and hungary i visited uh china for work uh, like a couple of times then uh, norway for work uh, there was Costa Rica earlier this year before all all of COVID started. And um, there were a few countries uh, that we did for my husband's 40th birthday in, in Europe because he wanted to drink beer. It was a beer drinking holiday. And um, Maldives uh, is a place that I visited when I was still living in India. It was an amazing place. Uh, yeah, and there are a few others which I cannot, I think, remember on the top of my head. But yes, trust me, the list is not really that big.
1: Also, once all this is done, which are the first few places you're definitely going to go to visit?
0: So, like I was saying, um, before all of this started, uh, one of my plans for this year was uh, to go to a few places in uh, South America. I had actually two trips planned. Uh, one was um, Ecuador and Chile. I wanted to go to Galapagos Islands and then a few other places in Chile and Ecuador and um, Easter Island. Then I also wanted to go to the Patagonia trip. That was going to be early next year. Uh, let's see if I can, uh, maybe I can still do that. And um, I had this plan to um, go to a bunch of national parks within the country, America. America is beautiful and the national bucks are um, are gorgeous so i wanted to go to yellowstone and grant it on that i think i wanted to hit uh- there i'm counting by the way i think i wanted to hit uh complete 25 national parks as of this year i've I've visited a few uh in in my years here before so that was that was what i wanted to go do in um, 2020 2021 i think is going to be a was going to be a continuation of whatever was left over in south america because i didn't want to cross the atlantic and go to europe until i had to do that and um In 2022, (laughs) I hope that can still happen. I mean, I was planning to take an year off um, when I turned 40, Uh, uh, I think in 2021, I was hoping to take an year off and then go do traveling. But that sounds really fancy. I don't think I can take really an year off and then go do traveling. I might get bored. Um, But yes, um, there are these places in India that have been uh, that have been on my list. And then I feel like I have not uh, visited uh, enough. So there's Sarnath that I wanted to go to. I want to go to Dwarka. Jaipur, I didn't do it right. Obviously, Jaisalmer. Amritsar, I didn't go to. So I wanted to do all of these um, in India. So um, there was that time uh, that I wanted to uh, pick in 2021 so these are my upcoming travel plans let's see i mean i don't know if i can really do the, make this happen in 2020 but uh, they were both in uh in the 2020 plan by the way
1: man i don't think 2020 is actually working out for anyone but touch what we still got six months left so this brings us to the end of this episode i found this episode to be personally very uh helpful maybe i can learn to you know be a little more spontaneous or maybe even structure out my trips a little better in the future it's also given me hope that you know maybe someday i get to see all these beautiful places too so do you have anything to say or how uh, do you have anything to say about how traveling has helped you personally and any tips you would like to give people who are just you know getting into this whole travel shebang
0: thanks Aranya it was so much fun uh, talking to you as always I and I got to relive uh, some of my um uh, favorite travel memories and you no know, i genuinely think everybody should uh, travel to discover themselves and to you know learn about the world i learned that um, people are the same all over the world they want the same things like peace family education uh, for their kids etc i learned that borders do not have to be hostile um i learned about the cold war and saw how climate change has actually impacted some of my favorite mountains with you know the glaciers melting away right in front of my eyes here i learned that i don't have to check off the number of countries uh, um, to claim to be a traveler you know that getting out of the house enough and having a desire to see what's out of my door makes me a traveler too so uh, you know the definition of traveler is super fluid in my head and i and I, I attribute that to all the travels i've gotten the chance to do i'm consistently constantly learning on how the horizons in my mind are expanding as i keep seeing new places I'm super grateful uh, for my ability to read and to travel and i really wish that everyone can you know take some time out and then go see what's outside there um, no matter uh, where they are it doesn't have to be uh, flying it can just take a road trip or you know just go see the nearest lake by your house um, you'll definitely see something uh new so I mean, I got to think of all of these things again. Thank you so much. It's been really cool talking to you today.
1: The pleasure is all mine because this episode has really given me a lot of insight on how to travel and how to better my own experiences, along with getting insights into your journey, who you are as a person and what you look forward to while you travel. So I guess it's a win-win situation. But on a side note, I will be releasing one episode every Sunday. So that's one episode per week. Hope you guys like it. Hope you guys stay tuned. And my one takeaway from this episode is maybe someday in the future when this entire pandemic dies down, I might just tear up the courage and go on that solo trip. So, yeah.